What's up? Am I neutral annoying or something like that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're a little more than neutral annoying. <laughs> neutral annoying. So do you remember what I said about how they jab at each other? <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. gonna die in your world. <laughs> and your world and your world. No, and hold world. on now. I get you got wait, more wait. good points now. We You're get right. to, you got a necklace. That's where you step out. And then as you step out, all of your companions step out with you. Sort of. It's the real monastery experience. You guys get it too. It truly is. Well, I remember when we left the party, talking a Galchabar at the treehouse with five swirling portal. Chapter 259, The Five Quests. Okay. So in the last episode, well, the last couple episodes were really dramatic. Uh, why was that, uh, Drew? Craval uh, had some divine intervention occur, and it helped increase his powers for Nawada, but had an unexpected physical change occur as well. Yes. So, yeah, uh, but the the most impressive part of that change was... Kraval walks on two human legs and has lost his tail. Actually, I was looking at the image in the Monster Manual, and half-dragons have tails. Oh, well. And, do, do, and miraculously, he didn't lose his tail. Okay, good. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, do you want to retcon that? And, sure. And, okay, yeah, so he still has a tail. Mm-hmm. And a tail to tell in this case. So what, what uh, level is... Kraval now. Uh, Kraval is now a 14th level cleric and a 1st level paladin. Yes. So he had all of his barbarianism uh, melted away and turned into clericism. And uh, so uh, what in fun and exciting new powers and abilities did Kraval get from that? Uh, you know, scarily close to not a lot. <laughs> um, I unlocked 6th uh, and 7th level spells. Uh, the hit points stayed the same. Um the physical change is part of uh, the advancements because I did get a score improvement or a feat, and that's where the feat came in for the physical change. Um, and then the probably the most notable but only situationally re- relevant is when he faces an undead and turns them, um, they have a chance to be outright vanquished. Okay. Up yep. to a certain CR level. Yeah. Vanquished or destroyed? Completely destroyed. Yeah. Dust in the wind. Dusted. You're going to Thanos some man. It, actually, you remember doing that with your cleric Basically. a while back where you just, yeah, boom, and all of a sudden all the skeletons turn yeah. to piles of dust in front of you. He does this. Yeah. Um, we had, a, and which of course forced us, as anyone listened to our interview, forced us to have a conversation on exactly what a high level cleric could do in your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. exactly. Very good. So yeah, so we have the new and shiny Kraval. It even has the new Kraval smell. And uh, he... Uh, it's like bacon. Yes. No, it's just not like rancid bacon. So I have a question on the legs. Yes. Is it like like they're still scaly and they're just yes. shaped mm-hmm. like human legs? Or are they just like straight up man legs with uh, like the half or half as a dragon body? Uh that's what we were talking. Are you that's a dragon? Because that'd be you really looked, funny. If ha- that have was you the have case. you looked and seen what a half dragon is in a monster manual before? No, okay. I'm. I mean, I'm sure I have. I just can't. So um, think of it. I think the DM was, might show you. So what it looks like, it literally looks like uh, exactly what you just said. Okay. He has a dragon tail instead of it. Uh, he he was built sort of like a like a T Rex. You know, right, a, a kind of like reverse knees. Well, it's, they're not reverse knees. They just they, they they're like springs. Yeah. Exactly. But so the feet 
kind of stayed the same. So did the ankle. So it's almost like he's always similar to a velociraptor. Okay. Ready to hit a sprint at a moment's notice. But above the ankles, he has two very human-like legs that are just extremely muscular. But his feeties are still like dragon feeties. My feet? Yeah. Yeah. I still have the, the, the three-toed paw-like okay. example. Um, and then his tail... Which was used to be like really broad. Oh, that's is now, helpful. The picture does yeah. not include yeah, so the legs. Yeah. Well, it does. It used to. It used to. There's actually one online. Fizzbends has more pictures. Yeah. So uh, the legs are just they're um, how to put. This? It's they're just they're they're lean and muscular, so similar instead to instead like, of looking like yeah, he's got reptile legs. Exactly, he okay. has yeah. human legs. I think it's like but no one was a weightlifter. Yeah, there they are. Okay, he's got okay, okay, that makes sense. He looks just like that, and like I said, the most important thing is like his face, which was more like blunted, has now become much more angular to reflect more of a dragon than a dragonborn. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then, of course, he has, uh, we retconned it, he has the uh, claws that are retractable. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, so lots of changes there. But does anybody remember where we left the party before we had the whole jaunt into uh, into Creval's change there? Well, I remember where we left the party. Talking to Galchabar at the treehouse with five swirling portals. And then stepping through said portals. Yeah, we yes. stepped through them each uh, uh, a path to a wondrous gift to help us in our uh, battles. If you should so survive, yes. Yes, so um, the uh, meeting with Galchabar happened and he had uh, gone over how he had researched um, wondrous, powerful weapons for you because he thought that you were basically just walking into certain doom. And uh, so he went and did a whole bunch of work in the various libraries. And uh, he ended up finding items that uh, could uh, aid you in your quest. Um, however, he realized that time was short, so he created these five fiery rings that you walked into. And that's where we stopped last time. So each of you, as you've walked into the rings, just sort of felt this warm burning as the fire enveloped you, you know, not to the point of painfulness, but at the same time, it's still a little disconcerting to have fire wrapping around you. And then you walk out the other side. And each of you has ended up in a slightly different location. Um, Arlen, you are the first one to emerge. And you step out into a windswept desert plain. Um, the dunes stretch in all directions as far as you can see. And unlike in the mare, where it's, you know, talcum powder, this is like actual honest goodness sand. And then also unlike the mare, which is ringed by the mountains on all sides, and you can just kind of see them in the distance. This time you only have a little bit of a purple thing on the horizon that gives you some notion that there might be mountains to the to the north. Um, and there's one thing that breaks the sandy monotony of this desert. There is a giant ziggurat or step pyramid that sits several hundred feet above the ground, hovering in the air, shading an oasis. And that's where you step out. And then as you step out, all of your companions step out with you, sort of. You look over and they're there, but their colors are like sort of desaturated, almost like they're sepia. And, you know, you get this kind of distant feeling when you're looking at them. 
and you realize that this was the magic that Galchabar was talking about, about how you could be all places at once, even though you would be separate but together. And then you also realize that in your hand is a sheaf of parchment. You don't remember Galchabar giving it to you, but it's written in his handwriting. And why don't you read to us what it is that Galchabar had to say? Arlen, for the... For a long time, I have worried that the foe you face is beyond even your powers, despite each of you being one of the greatest heroes of the ages. Thus, I embarked on a quest to research items that could help you in the final confrontation with your foe. Some materials I had here in my tower. It is an ancient repository of knowledge, after all. More information I was able to unearth in the great library at Portum Magnum finally journeyed across the mare to ask the assistance of the tabaxi and their hidden stash of information. What a repository it is! They have squirreled away information on every subject and from every source imaginable. You should browse their stacks if you ever get the chance, but enough of my troubles. In the ancient text I came across a reference to the staff of Nialon, who was the third court magician to the first king. It was said to be a staff of immense power and of great abilities. It seemed to be the perfect addition to your arsenal. Like many items of its time, it went missing after the great mage wars. However, unlike most items, I came across references to it here and there again and again, giving me hope that it still existed. The turning point, although it didn't seem like it at the time, came when I found when I found an entry in an old traveler's log stating that she had seen a magical staff, magnificent staff, whose description matched the one we were looking for, on a caravan bound for the ziggurat of Sahar. However, not knowing what or where this ziggurat was left me no nearer to a solution. As luck would have it, the tabaxi had a very old map of the Senden al-Shamsi, Senden al Shamsi desert. And on it was. He did put the pronunciation in there. Yes, it's yes. still impossible. <laughs> desert. And I even highlighted it so I wouldn't like try to read the basic thing. Oh, well. I think I pronounced it right. And on it was a marking for the ziggurat. I find no more modern reference to it, but since it is a very remote place, it may not be discovered by the wasteland travelers often enough to be noted more currently also being of an edifice of great magic i am hopeful that it has survived the ages with the map and the description i had enough information to create the portal that you have just taken good luck in finding the staff if you should be successful in your quest read the incantation inscribed in the bottom of the scroll and whatever members of the party are still left alive will be reunited to tackle your last task and as you look down on the bottom part of your, your uh, parchment there, there is, in fact, a seems to be a uh, magical spell inscribed on there. And you feel that anybody that has um, an arcane or divine magic ability should be able to read that. And um, it, it says, uh, it says, click your heels three times and say, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Something like that. <laughs> there's nothing like friends. There's nothing like friends. There's nothing like friends. Yes. And um, so then you, you know, look down from the sheet to the ground and then up at the ziggurat. And that's where we're going to leave you at this point. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kraval, 
you go through your portal and you end up on a very familiar beach. You realize that you are somewhere in the vicinity of the White Hunters stockade, although not exactly there, on the island full of dinosaurs where the Storm King lived. And once again, you have the same experience as does everybody else. You walk through, your companions walk through, but once again, their colors are desaturated and they seem somewhat distant. And you realize you have a piece of parchment in your clawed hand. Creval, for a long time I have worried that the foe you face is beyond even your powers despite each of you being one of the greatest heroes of the ages. Thus, I embark on a quest to research items that could help you in the final confrontation with your foe. Some materials I had here in my tower. It is an ancient repository of knowledge, after all. More information I was able to unearth in the great library at Porta Magnum. Finally, I journeyed across the Merit to ask the assistance of the Tabaxi and their hidden stash of information. What a repository it is. They have squirreled away information on every subject and from every source imaginable. You should browse their stacks if you ever get the chance. But enough of my troubles. I apologize for the somewhat comical name of this weapon, but it is named after the great hero that wielded it. Doi was a legendary hero of the age before the age, before the age in which your people descended out of the mountains and unintentionally united the lowlands into one kingdom. The favorite weapon of Doi was the polearm and the glaive in particular. Knowing your fondness for the weapon, it seemed to be a perfect fit. The problem was locating an item so long lost to time. I discovered no less than six polearms purporting to be the glaive of Doi. Each time, either the scent was lost or it turned out to be a counterfeit. The tabaxi library turned out to be the key. Here, I found a hand-scrawled note from a passenger on a ship that left the capital during its height, purporting to have been on a pilgrimage to the tomb of Doi. It was located on an island off of the coast, an island shaped like a horseshoe. I could no lo not locate that island myself, but I recalled that you had located the home of the monarch of the sea, and that would be an excellent place to start. If anyone in the world knows the location of that island, he will. Good luck, and may Nawada guide your hand. If you should be successful in this quest, read the incantation inscribed at the bottom of the scroll, and whatever members of the party are still left alive will be reunited, reunited to tackle your last task. And uh, what, what, what incantation will you have to say in order to uh, get back home? No? Okay. I mean, I have one. <laughs> and then also... Um, you don't speak Dragonborn. It would make no sense to you yes. whatsoever. And also, um, Creval, you have a Matrix moment as you come through the gate. Um, the whole, I know Kung Fu, all of a sudden you realize that you have abilities that you didn't have before. And there's some gear on you that you didn't have before as well. Okay. And then we're going to leave it at that for you. And then next up, coming through the gateway, is Adri and Zorzok. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Zorzok. 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 Adri and Zorzok. And the two of you went through the same portal, seeing as you're going to the same place, and the two of you came together there and have the same, somewhat the same experience. You walk through the portal and your friends walk through the portable once again they're sort of desaturated and distant and um, you realize that the, you know the, the magic that allows you to be in 
multiple places at the same time. And you realize where you are. This is the foot of the escarpment that leads up to the monastery that you trained in. And in fact, in, right in front of you is the tunnel that goes up into the mountainside that you came out of some many months ago to start this entire thing. Only months. Yes, it seems like years, <laughs> doesn't it? And you realize that you have a sheaf of parchment in one of your hands. So which one of you has the parchment? I'll, I'll have it. Adri can read better. She's of noble birth. For a long time, I have worried that the foe you face is beyond even your powers, despite each of you being one of the greatest heroes of the ages. Thus, I embarked on a quest to research items that could help you in your final confrontation with your foe. Some materials I had here in my tower. It is an ancient repository of knowledge, after all. More information I was able to unearth in the great library at Portum Magnum. Finally, journeyed across the Mare to ask the assistance of the Tabaxi and their hidden stash of information. What a repository it is. They have squirreled away information on every subject and from every source imaginable. You should browse their stacks if you ever get the chance. But enough of my troubles. What weapon to get for a monk? It's a perplexing question. For Adri, the choice is clear with her affinity for the bow, but what to get Sorzok, who specializes in the fist and foot? It actually was Adri that led me to find this. While researching a bow appropriate for her considerable abilities, I came across a reference to the bow of... Berkabon. Berkabon? Yeah, Berkabon. To the bow of Berkabon. Reading a description of a demonstration of the fantastic power done with the bow, I realized that the demonstration took place at a monastery bearing an uncanny resemblance to the one that both of you trained in. Digging further convinced me that it was indeed your monastery that was the location, and also it was the last time that the item was seen, and so it may be its resting place. That prompted me to do further investigations about your school, and several leads came up. The most promising was the Rings of Tremaine. The trail of these fantastic items also goes cold at a monastery resembling yours. I have high hopes that both of these items are secreted still in the halls of your former place of, former place of learning. Think back, will you, and search your memories. Were there any places where novices were not allowed? Any storerooms that were off-limits to all but only the most senior members of your guild? Likely they are stored there against such a need. I am sure in, your presence, in our present situation, your order would at least lend them to you. If you should be successful in your quest, read the incantation inscribed in the bottom of the scroll, and whatever members of the party are still left alive will be reunited to tackle your last task. But we don't have divine or arcane magic. What do we read? Well... You still have companions with you, so even though they seem to be in not quite shadow form, um, as long as one still lives at the end that can uh, read the scroll, you can use it. So the one that has arcane reading abilities. No. We have those two. Or the, divine, oh, okay. or the divine casters. Okay. I'm yeah. going to die in your world. <laughs> and your world and your world. No, and your hold world. on now. I get, you got wait, more wait. hit points now. We, we get right. to, can, you got a necklace. Can I arrange, like, if, like at the end... Can I just like take him out? We'll talk take about that. As you God is gonna snap lawful his good, fingers. Lawful good, lawful good, lawful good, lawful yeah. good. I'm lawful good, but this is a fake person who just gonna lawful snap his fingers and here's gonna come a couple porters. One of them having a librarian <laughs> quill. Yes, sir. Am I neutral annoying or something like that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're a little more than neutral annoying. <laughs> neutral annoying. So do you remember what I said about how they jab at each other? Yes. <laughs> yeah. How many levels of annoying do you actually have? Fifteen. Um, yes, I guess so. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to say 17. The Grandmaster of Annoying. I'm annoying beyond my years. But anyways, back to the story (laughs) here. And you two also get that same sort of Matrix effect where you step through the portal and it's like, I know Kung Fu. Well, you already knew Kung Fu. But you you realize you have abilities that you didn't have when you stepped through or when you stepped into the portal. And there's some of the gear that you're carrying is different as well. Okay. Wait. Okay, I, I imagine you're going to elaborate on that in a little bit. Oh, or, yes. okay. It's a cliffhanger. Okay. Okay. It's for, for I know how to tool so for Because no one and I stepped through the same portal, he and I look like full color yeah. to each other. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of cliffhanger, give me a perception roll to both of you. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Come on, nah, Adrian. Come on, Adrian. Nah, one. Plus 10, I got 000. plus 13 to this. I want to so. see it. Nah, 30 one. roll. 30 nah, roll. one. Uh, I mean, that's that sucks, but... 17. Uh Oh my god, 19. Still still higher than no one. Yes, anyway, so actually the both of you, um, as you step back and realize, kind of with some, um, I don't know, w- would you be happy to uh, arrive back at your old monastery like this? Would that be exciting or not? I think it'd be sort of bittersweet in a way, like realizing mm-hmm. how long it's been since we've been here and how much we've been through since mm-hmm. we left. And And frankly, I would have to wonder how much this monastery could teach us at this point. Yeah. Or have or, we, uh, have, have we, we become the new masters? Yeah, have we outgrown our master? Only a master of evil dark. Yeah. And I've I've left the path of the monk, too. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer following that road. Yeah, path so. of the ninja, yeah. Yeah. But anyways. Um, yes. So, uh, but the two of you look up and, uh, you know, with these mixed feelings about being back. I mean, obviously, this was your home for many, uh, many I mean, a year. I mean, did they keep our rooms with our posters and all that in them? Well, you'd have to go <laughs> They're like, they have like a tour guide business, like where they're yeah. having I mean, people did they, visit. Did they like keep rooms. any of our stuff? Yeah, I mean, I don't think see. we had that, that, stuff, you didn't have really. stuff yeah, That's okay. actually really interesting because, yeah, you guys left at level one. You're coming back and, you know, you're tougher. We're like demigods at this point. Instead of having yeah. new skills, they're like, they're honed to the razor sharp edge. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. But anyways, so the, the two of you look up there with the kind of these mixed feelings and you realize that something's not right. You notice like smoke coming up from places it shouldn't come up from and then smoke not coming up from like the kitchen fires and something just seems off. It's the real monastery experience. You guys it's, get it, it too. It truly is. Anyway, and uh, then we move on to the next one. And the next one is Jade. Anyway, so Jade, you step through and you come out in a uh, mountainous terrain, which of course makes you happy. Malangtain. Um, Yay, And once again, you get the same matrix experience. As you walk through, you realize that you have abilities you didn't have before. You, there are gear that you're carrying that you didn't care, carry before. And you have a sheaf of parchment in your hand. For a long time, I've worried that the foe you face is beyond even your powers, despite, even, despite each of you being one of the greatest heroes of the ages. Thus, I embark on a quest to research items that could help you in the final confrontation with your foe. Some materials I had here in my tower. It is an ancient repository of knowledge, after all. More information I was able to unearth in the Great Library at Porta Magnum. Finally, journeyed across the Mare to ask the assistance of the Tabaxi and their hidden stash of information. What a repository it is. They have squirreled away information on every subject and from every source imaginable. You should browse their stacks if you get a chance. Yeah, you should one day. <laughs> Stop playing with the bow all the time. But enough of my troubles. For 
You, I have perhaps the least amount of information, because this weapon is part of your heritage, as it was wielded by one of the tabaxis in antiquity. While your people are perhaps the best at squirreling away information and preserving the history of the world, they are not the best at recording their own history. Thus is the case here. While I found evidence of a fantastic bow wielded by one of your kind, and perhaps its final resting place, the name of the wielder has eluded me. Perhaps if you can recover it, it will become known as the Jade Bow. Who knows? At any rate, the unnamed tabaxi that held it last, after many heroic deeds, left the lowlands to spend their remaining days in the quiet retirement in a round... round is it roundabout or redoubt? Redoubt. In a redoubt of the wild tabaxi high in the mountains above the tabaxi tree house. There is no redoubt known currently, so this would be a long abandoned place. I could only find a general location where I have taken you now. It will be up to you to locate it from there, but I have faith in your skills. If you should be successful in your quest, read the incantation inscribed at the bottom of this scroll, and whatever members of your party are still left alive will be able to will be reunited to tackle your last task. Okay, very good. And then finally, Cotter. You step through your portal and have the same sort of experience as everybody else does with the Matrix. I know Kung Fu sort of thing where you have abilities that you didn't have before and carrying gear that you didn't carry before. And there's a sheaf of parchment in your hand and you step out into a noticeably tropical environment. And there are, you know, the tropical vegetation that uh, you find near the delta and near Calium Sedes, um, but even more so. It's even warmer than it is there at the old capital. And you have the sheet of parchment in your hand. Cotter, for a long time I have worried that the foe you face is beyond even your powers, despite each of you being one of the greatest heroes of the ages. Thus, I embarked on a quest to research items that could help you in the final confrontation with your foe. Some materials I had here in my tower. It is an ancient repository of knowledge, after all. More information I was able to unearth in the great library at Porta Magnum. Finally, I journeyed across the Mare to ask for assistance of the Tabaxi in their hidden stash of information. What a repository it is. They've scrolled away information on every subject and from every source imaginable. You should browse their stacks if you ever get the chance, but enough of my troubles. I have saved perhaps the best for last, and perhaps not as it might be the toughest task of the lot, and perhaps the answer to your quest to find a gate to the underworld. You were the easiest of the relic seekers to locate an approximate weapon for, and yet the hardest resting place to locate. The sword of the first king is exactly what its name implies. This was the sword gifted to Conant, first king of the Campo Magno, by the greatest smiths and mages of the age. It was this sword that was also buried with him in a great tomb, which was his final resting place. I hope so. But where was the tomb located? The only references in the classical text was to the southeast of the capital, in a place with a view of the great ocean. Apparently, it was so well known that a more precise location was not needed. No other details were forthcoming, and I was stumped for some time. Then here in the Tabaxi Library, I found a reference not two weeks old to a research team that was sent to that general location. The Tabaxi, while on a quest of their own, had encountered an elephantine people on the south coast called the Loxodon. 
They had been enslaved by a devilish overseer, and she had them digging into the side of a hill. That in itself would not necessarily have raised any suspicions, but another note some weeks later stated that the villagers that had strayed too close to the diggings were set upon by creatures of the underworld that crawled out of a hole in the excavated wall. It is my firm belief that the devilish taskmistress that had enslaved the Loxodon was attempting to breach a subterranean structure that contained a gate to the underworld in order to use it to return home. It is also my firm belief that this structure may well be the lost tomb of the first king. No other structure from antiquity was located in that otherwise sylvan area. With a little luck, it will provide you with, oops, sorry, it will provide you with both the answers you are looking forward to. If you should be successful in your quest, read the incantation described in the bottom of this scroll, and whatever members of the party are still left alive will be reunited to tackle your last task. Okay. And so, as you look up from your sheaf of parchment with your uh, shadow version of your friends beside you, you notice coming through the trees are about three very tall humanoids with elephant heads. Perhaps the people that Galshabar was talking about. And that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. And don't forget to stick around for a word from one of our friends. Okay, well, I had everybody read the whole sheaf of parchment, so who read it the best? Um, actually, you should probably email us or tweet at us or whatever and let us know which of the uh, players you thought read the best uh, copy of their parchment. Anyway, so there we are. The players now all know where they're going to be. Their characters have settled in. And yes, they're all in the same spot, and yet at the same time, not all in the same spot. It's magic. So each of them is in the location that's going to find the magnificent weapon. But it seems like not all of them are quite as happy to be there as we might think. So what's going to happen? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. We're going to give it another go. It's a bit, a bit, more, a bit more zing. Oh, a bit of zing. A bit zing. Of zing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? Hello. 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 With a hello. No, no. no. Hello. 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 Oh, wait. Wait till I get through the whole thing. Ready? Wait till. I... Hello. With a billowing hilltop. Hello. Hello. Oh dear. <laughs> Waiting to get through the whole thing. No, no. I mean, I thought I that was the whole thing. The whole thing is hello <laughs> with a billowing hilltop. Okay. That's the whole thing. Yeah? Okay. Okay. That was right. Uh, that pretty much sums up the show. But if you want to find out any more, you can visit us at www.billowinghilltop.com. Is it com? Does anybody know? Dot <laughs> org. Is it? Still come. What do we do? What do we? What do we play? There's monsters. Um, does anybody remember? Walking around. I don't know. And...
Yeah. And we will be delighted if you're to join us around our table as we play Dungeon. Is it fifth edition? Hello? Yeah, we think so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We play Dungeons Dragons. Sorry, that was me. I don't... What was that noise in the background? There will be noises in the background as we play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition through the classic Paizo adventure path, The Age of Worms. You can expect this. Oh! Quite a bit of this. Um, I'm completely lost. This. Blech. This. I've got a bugbear in my underpants. And one of these. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> we're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify and we're on TuneIn and you can find us on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, and we uh, hope you join us. Thanks very much. Thank you.